All right. You know what it is? You know who it is. We're back finally. It's been a little bit. Schedules have been crazy. Lots happened. Obviously, this weekend was a big weekend. We're going to dive into all that stuff. A lot of boxing, a lot of UFC. Um, and uh, yeah, let's just let's just hop into it and break it down. So this past weekend, we had uh, a great card in my eyes. We had a really good card. And over the last couple of weeks, we've had some really good fights. Um, we left off, I think, with Izzy and Vittori. But um, after that, we had some really good fights with um, Korean Zombie and Dan Ike, which Korean Zombie beat him. And then Cyril Gan, uh, who beat Alexander Volkov, which is I'm going to get to in a little bit and why that's a big deal. So UFC 264 was Saturday night. Uh, it was it ended in a very underwhelming fashion, but it was definitely a really good card. And I think a really good fight in that first round. Um, I think it was setting up to be a really good fight. What, whatever happened after that. I mean, Connor kind of got smashed, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to get start from the bottom up um, kind of going over everything. Uh, there was a couple good prelim fights that I wanted to talk about. One was my lock of the night. That was absolutely wrong, which was Ryan Hall. Um, Ryan Hall's a jujitsu guy and he's won, he's eight and two now, I think, but he was eight and one before and he's won strictly just like straight jujitsu, just submitting everybody. And, uh, he made a couple mistakes and the way he fought on Saturday, yeah, on Saturday, he was just on his back rolling around trying to catch this dude in some like ankle shit. And then he got fucking twisted and turned, caught and just smashed in the face until he passed out. So, uh, didn't really go his way. Um, has no striking whatsoever, but he, you know, he tried to win with jujitsu. It worked up to this point because he was eight and one. Now he's eight and two. So we'll see where it takes him from here. Um, another big fight that I was looking forward to was um, Pereira versus Nico Price. Uh, that fight, I will say, um, went through uh, it, or it showed the, the, the what I was looking for. Um, that was a good fight, yeah. Yeah. Pereira is a crazy dude. He, uh, you know, he's been known for his backflips and shit. And then that night he, which I, I I'm almost positive was illegal. Um, he did a backflip into a mount on Nico. I've Price. seen other people do that before in the past. I think, I think what was illegal. I think he stomped him on his face. If I don't, it was either that or some other point when he did a flip. Um, but oh. you can't, you can't stomp somebody who's on the ground like that. Um, so I, technically I think it was illegal, but at that point, who knows? He's just fucking doing whatever the hell he wants. And uh, that fight was really good. It was a three-round decision. Uh, Pereira won. Um, I thought Nico Price fought really well, but I, you know, I thought he was going to be – he was. I thought he was a really good underdog on the night. Um, but Pereira came through and, and won. Um, the last undercard fight that I, I thought was a good one was uh, Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit. Uh, Max Griffin, this was like a big test for him. Uh, he's, he's been an upcoming guy. I think he fights out of uh, Team Alpha Male, which is um, – what's his fucking name? The guy Connor did tough with. Oh, Uriah, Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. Um, Uriah Faber's gym and where Cody Garbrandt, all those guys train out of. Um, he's been – you know, he's been killing it. He's been doing well as of late. And he, uh, he showed up again against Carlos Condit, who's, you know, not an easy opponent. And he's, he's – uh, I think he's uh, he's 32 and 14, so he's been around in the uh, in the fight game for a while. So it's a good fight. Um, 
then again, then we got into the uh, the main card, which we watched Sean O'Malley, who Sean O'Malley, I said this before, and uh, again, you know, he's turning into one of my favorite fighters, and he's, uh, I love his fighting style, he's accurate, he he moves, he, he plays defense well, he was fighting on his back foot the entire fight, because this dude was just, this dude Matinho was just walking forward and just eating every single punch that O'Malley threw. And yeah, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently everyone was. This dude got a seventy-five thousand dollars bonus for getting his face. For what? For what? What is for, for getting beat the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's so, what you get bonuses for in the UFC. That's so. so cool. I think I don't know that he got it because of that, but I think he got it because it made it an interesting fight. I guess like O'Malley was just beating the brakes off. That's of so dumb. I don't. I don't understand. They, like, it, I, I don't. I, don't get it. I like you. Tech technically, if if. So how are fights scored in the UFC? So a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it's like significant strikes and, and then I'll say like takedowns and then time on the ground or all that stuff. A lot of it's simple okay. boxing, but there's a lot of other, obviously, things involved. So there's like, you know, like you talk about, like uh, uh, what's like the ring generalship. Yeah, and ring generalship. Yeah, yeah. and the, the pace. Yeah. Okay. So uh mm. I, as far as I know, my eyes work, and uh, <laughs> it looked to me like Sean O'Malley dictated every single second of that fight. And what what he broke a record, landing fucking uh, the highest percentage of strikes ever in UFC uh, or something? Was, was it just that division? He was like eighty five percent through two rounds, dude. So in what fucking way did that dude perform? Well? Just just so you guys know. Like eighty five percent is unheard of in terms of landing strikes. Eighty five percent is like a really high free throw percent. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is hitting a moving target. Well, not really moving, but yeah. he's punching a guy in the face at a rate higher than people hit free throws. Yeah. Um, and, and the guy, the guy gets a bonus. Yeah, it was bad. And this guy, uh, like I said, I think it was. And then the fight gets stopped with fucking thirty seconds left. Yeah. If you like, like, we were texting back and forth. I was like, either stop the fight two rounds ago, you know, the middle of the fucking first round, we just get the first time we started bleeding. Yeah. Or you don't stop it. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? What does he do? What was happening? Yeah. I mean, at that point, like, like I said, I, I thought it was a terrible stoppage because if if you're gonna if you're gonna make a guy not only like like you said that fight could have and should have been stopped in like the second round at the latest. He yeah. let him go through. He should have just let him take it through, go to a decision, you know, at least give him his props there. Um, but he didn't. Herb Dean stopped it with 30 seconds left, which makes no sense. Um, Sean O'Malley, after the fight, couldn't even open a water bottle because his hands were so sore because he hit him so many times. So that's just to show you how many times this dude hit this guy. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, Sean O'Malley. Get out of that, dude. Yeah, Sean O'Malley, I, I honestly think if that dude keeps doing what he's doing um, – He's gonna fuck some people up. Like I really think yeah. he's gonna be one of the best. Like a, he he's could got be, hands. Like, he could be the next double champ. Honestly, I, I really think like where he's at now. I think he's fighting. At, I think that was at one thirty-five. Let me double check here. Um, I'm pretty sure that was one hundred and thirty-five pounds. Yeah, yeah. So I think he fought at one hundred and thirty-five. Um, easily could see him going up to one thirty-five, and I honestly easily think later in his career. He could go up to 155 um, just because he's so lanky and he has so much size to put on, but he moves so well. His striking is probably the, 
I'd say top five in the UFC right now in terms of just like just skill overall. He throws kicks, his feints, he moves his head. The only thing I'd I'd love to see from more from him is just composure. It looks like he tries to be too flashy in the ring and like sometimes it almost bites him. Um, like his last fight he had, he, you know, he could have ended that fight in the first round and he had to take unnecessary damage against uh, Alme- Almeida because he was trying to do the one punch, like walk off KO thing. And he tried to do that twice and he could have finished it early. It's just be a little bit smarter about that stuff and don't go for like the, the showtime finish every single time. Like when it's there, take it and like take advantage of it, but be a little bit smarter in the ring. And I, I really think he's going to be a star because he's got everything else that you, you asked for. Um, yeah. the, the crazy hair but I mean other than that he's he's everything he's got um, next fight uh, Irene Aldana she she ended up winning um, she mauled the girl uh, the first round it was like a first round TKO um, Yana Kinitskaya uh, I heard good things about her but obviously Aldana you know she, she wiped the floor with her then we had um, Tui Vasa versus Greg Hardy and that fight uh Tui Vasa, he should have been out on his feet, or he was like for a couple seconds out on his feet. And Greg Hardy, just obviously being an idiot, was very sloppy and coming forward. And sideways. I ended up sideways into a fucking left hand from Tui Vasa and got dropped immediately. Um, then Tui Vasa pulls out his signature shoey, which he uh, pours a uh, beer into somebody else's shoe and uh, chugs it. So. Um, Tui Vasa with another, you know, I think he's on a he's on a tear right now. I don't know how many fights in a row he's won. It's one, two, three, three. So he's on a three fight win streak right now. Um, you know, he he's he's not the most appealing to the eye, but he uh, he gets the job he, done, and he's been he getting him in there with fucking what's his face, uh, fucking Derek Lewis. Oh, well, we're going to talk about Derek Lewis. But Derek Lewis would mop the floor with this guy. But I want to, I want to see those two big dudes just fucking swinging at each other. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like Tui Vasa, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that to him. Um, then the co-main event, which was probably one of the – well, it was the fight I was looking forward to most besides, obviously, Connor and Dustin, um, was Burns and Thompson. Um, Burns won the fight. It was a very, very, very boring fight. Um, I think Gilbert Burns knew what he had to do. And he's just very, very good at what he does on the ground and very good at takedowns and very good at controlling the tempo on the ground. And that's exactly what he did. He just buried his shoulder into Thompson on the fence, took him down. And then obviously, again, we were texting back and forth, me and Jake, and we were talking about the stupid exchange at the end where they were just fucking bopping each other in the head back and forth for 20 punches. Um, yeah. Just little, just little, little fucking hand punches. Yeah. Uh, Thompson, I thought would look a lot better. Um, you know, I think that just goes to show how strong Gilbert Burns actually is because Thompson doesn't get taken down like that. And, um, his strikes just weren't there. I thought he'd be able to keep the distance a little bit more. And he, he did in the second round. He definitely won the second round. I thought he did a lot there, but the third round is the same thing. He let Burns get in too close. He wasn't moving a lot. He, he wasn't moving on his toes. Like I'd normally seen him move. Neither of them really did much of anything. Yeah, it was a very, like I said, it was a very boring fight. Um, Thompson, again, wasn't what I normally have seen from him. And then Burns just, he just did what he had to do, which was get him on the fucking fence and, uh, you know, beat him there. Um, I was looking forward to Thompson winning because I really thought Thompson had a style that could beat Usman. 
in terms of um, overall, just like if there's anybody in that division that can beat Usman, I thought it was Thompson or um, Colby. And, um, you know, it's going to, it looks like it's going to have to be up to Colby. So, and I really think Colby can beat Usman. So we'll, we'll see what happens coming up. Um, then, obviously, the fight of the night. We had uh, Connor versus Dustin, part three, and it ended in the worst possible way. Um, Connor broke his ankle, and there's a couple ways. I don't know if you if you guys have looked on Instagram. I don't know if you've looked on Instagram. There's a bunch of videos as to like when he actually broke his ankle. It looks like the consensus has come to that last little kick right before he broke his ankle. He threw a front kick. And it looks like he caught Dustin on the elbow because Dustin defended like this to the side. His ankle caught right here on the elbow. And then he stepped back. And you could see slightly before he threw that last punch, before he broke his ankle, his, I think his ankle already broke. And then he just stepped back into it. And it just but the, but yeah, but the break is way above the ankle. So, sorry, his, uh, his tibia. So I think his tibia, yeah, yeah. his tibia caught the elbow. And then um, it looks like he pushed off and there might've been a fracture there already. Um, from that and as soon as he pushed off you can see his, his ankle go from here to like this and then as soon as he stepped back it just folds completely over yeah. um, definitely not the way you want to end that fight um, I think the first round easily went to Dustin apparently the first scorecard was 10-9 10-8 10-8 I don't think it was a 10-8 round I think, uh, I, think yeah, was, I don't know how you get a 10-8 round like yeah I, you know I think that I think a lot the of first people, half of the round I, I think that you get like Connor had the first half of the round even though, like, look, at, he looked better than he has yeah. in the past few fights, but he still didn't look like Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And I think he that – He was very – he was off. Um, he was letting – like, Dustin countered him with a couple of really good shots, and Conor's the counterpuncher. Yeah. And so, I think that with, with what was going on here is I think, I think Conor in this fight, you know, credit to Dustin, you know, obviously – I worked with Dustin a lot in the camp. Well, not a lot, but like a few times in the camp and like um, helped him get ready for the fight. And I think, you know, Dustin came into this more level-headed and I think Connor brought a lot of anger or like uh, fake bravado that he usually has. It didn't feel the same from Connor this time around. It feels like, it felt like he was, he was trying to like dig up something that wasn't there. And I yeah. think he brought a lot of that. What was usually confidence into a fight. He brought anger into a fight. And I think that it was the same thing with Habib. Um, you know, when he, when he fought Habib, this, this felt more of like that Connor where he was like very angry, like just wanted to, you know, just commit violence. And there was no, like, you know, obviously there's, there's a thing to being violent in the ring, but like, you want to be smart. You want to be calculated. You want to know when to do what. And, and I don't think he had that that night, but you know, for the rounds to be 10, eight, I, I think, I think people underestimate that Connor, you know, I know Dustin kind of let him up at the end, but like Connor did get up at the end and he was still in there throwing punches. And I, I do think it was setting up to be a great fight moving forward. And he, and he, he, he landed some good elbows. Yeah. He landed some good elbows. He had that up kick that Dustin, he hit Dustin with, yeah. um, you know, and, and people want to point out like the glove pulling, but Dustin, it's the same thing. It's just like, it's a fight. You're going to do what you can do in the fight. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know like, like, you know, he, he, he was calling, he said Connor was a dirtbag at the end for grabbing inside the gloves. Like, bro, this is professional fighting. It's yeah. a fucking fight. Yeah. You know what I mean, calm the fuck down. Yeah. And like, I, th I think that there needs to be, like I said, I I've seen worse within fights. 
But like overall, I think the dirtbag shit was fucking Connor at the end. Like you know, you just yeah. he was really mad at the end, like calling his wife a hoe and shit like that. Like, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like what do you what do you in high school? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that shit was stupid. But as far as uh, Dustin saying, oh, he, oh, he's a he's a dirtbag for grabbing me and said, I'm gonna go shut the fuck up, bro. It's a fight. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a fight. Yeah. And I think you that guys, I- you guys in in mixed martial arts, you guys are allowed to fucking elbow people when they're on the fucking ground. They mean break people's arms and shit. You're fucking gonna complain about this dude's fingers inside your brother. Shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, I can't tell. I, I think Dustin walked away slightly because of the the glove grabbing. That's when Connor got up. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, he, you can definitely see when when he did. If you look at the replay, when he let him up, he like he like pointed yeah. to his glove like that and said something. Yeah. But I, bro, why? Why you like at that point you had yeah. the advantage? And like I said, Dustin had a point there, or had a point like when he got up, he could have easily finish that fight there. Yeah. Like he could have just kept smashing Connor and smashing Connor and they would have eventually called the fight. But yeah, there, there was like what there I think there were 24 seconds left in that round when he yeah. let him up. Yeah. 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 Like he could have stayed, he stayed on stayed on on top of him for that yeah. remaining 24 seconds. And he would if he did, fight probably would have went on. Because yeah. it kind of probably wouldn't have broken his leg. Yeah. Um but you know think things obviously happen for a reason. I don't know why yet, but um, you know, Dustin did win, uh, did go in the, the books as a win for Dustin. So congratulations. Yeah, as an, as a TKO, which I think is a fucking garbage ass fucking rule. Yeah. UFC, I don't know why they do that shit. That, that's fucking stupid. Like in boxing, you got like a no contest, right? Someone, someone gets injured. You know what I mean? Like there, there are certain things like if someone, like if there's an accidental headbutt or, or something, right. And yeah. it's like, okay, if it happens, um, before the fourth round, you, you, you go to the fucking scorecards or whatever. You know, there, there, are way, there are ways – it's not just clear cut like, oh, one guy can't go on, so the other guy gets a fucking knockout in his record. Because now, now like, someone looks – someone who doesn't know anything about these guys is going to look at Dustin Poirier and, and, oh, look, he's got all these knockouts. Yeah. And that one of them on there wasn't – like, he didn't knock – he didn't knock Conor out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the dude broke his fucking leg and he gets a knockout for that? What the fuck? I'm telling you, man, like, there's some shit about the UFC that I, I fucking, like, this shit is fucking hard to watch because it's dumb shit like that. Well, like I said, I think that it, it, it clearly should have been, you know, I think it's what Connor was yelling about at the end about the doctor stoppage, but, like, it should have been, you know, I I think the only reason, and and this is the, the part that kind of sucks, is, like, Herb Dean should have stopped it right there, but I don't think he saw right away that Connor's ankle snapped. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else, like, or with Chris Weidman, you know, I don't know what they did with Chris Weidman, quite Chris Weidman, but actually let me look that up because that would give a good uh, understanding of what happened there. They did actually give him a TKO. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess they gave Weidman a TKO too when he snapped his leg, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I was, I was under the impression – yeah, I was under the impression, like you just said, with boxing, usually when something like that happens, it's a no, it's a, you know, no decision or no contest or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, someone breaks their fucking arm in a boxing match. It's no contest. Like a guy doesn't get a win for the yeah. other guy fucking not being able to fight. It's yeah. just fucking ridiculous. Unless, unless it's like a, a, like a Tony Ferguson type thing where someone actually physically gets you in like a submission and breaks your arm. Like there, yeah. should, be, there should be. But no, that's, yeah, that's fucking clear. It's a, so. And and that so, if someone fucking gets someone in, in, in some sort of fucking arm bar and snaps yeah. their arm, and they get a, a submission win, like well, yeah, that's yeah. what that was. Yeah. 
this guy broke his fucking leg by stepping back. Like it doesn't even touch him. Now you get the TKO for that. What the? F- That's stupid. Yeah, but you know, like I said, for right now, it is what it is. Um, Dustin's going to be stepping in. Uh, his next fight will be against Charles Oliveira for the belt. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a really good fight. I think, uh, you know, obviously that's what's next for Dustin. And, and when that fight gets announced, we'll dive deeper into that. What's next for Connor is there's a lot of things. I think that, um, you know, I think Connor really needs to kind of sit back. I don't think he will, but I think Connor needs to sit back and, and ask himself if he wants to do it anymore. Um, you know, he keeps saying he wants to do it and he wants to continue to do it. I don't, you know, after this, I feel like Dana said there would be a fourth, fourth fight between these guys, which this should really, if there is a fourth fight, it should count as a third one. And I think everyone will know that. But um, I think that Connor really needs to kind of take a step back and say like, what is next? Because I, I don't know after this, you know, after that first round in which he did clearly lose the first round, whether it was like a 10, eight round or 10, whatever you want to give it, he lost the first round. So people are saying like he was going to get knocked out or he lost the fight anyways, blah, blah, blah. So let's say he did lose the fight, like fair and square or whatever, you know, what's next for him. I, I honestly think he's, I think what's going to happen here is I think Connor's going to come back. They're going to give him like a Tony Ferguson or somebody who's like very low, you know, a name, but low in the rankings, let him catch his footing uh, I think he'll have like a warm up fight, which I, you know, like I said, Tony Ferguson. Then I think he's going to go against Nate again. And then if timing's right or anything else, and he still wants to do it, um, I think a fourth fight with Dustin could happen. But again, that's, you know, you're looking at two years down the line, you know, maybe. He's a retire. Yeah. He, he, ever since he fought Floyd Mayweather and made all that money, he has not been the same. Yeah. And that's what happens. When you grow up poor and you get into fighting, you're usually a good fighter because that's all you fucking think about is training and fighting and training and fighting. When you get a lot of money, now it becomes cars and suits and watches and boats. The the dude hasn't had it. He hasn't had that fire inside of him since he made all that money. He needs to fucking retire. I I said, you know, the the last fight with Poria, I don't want to see this shit anymore. Like, yeah, yeah I, I said, he did look a little bit. He was moving a little bit better. Um, and he, it looked like he came in there with a little bit of a purpose, right? Yeah. But it still wasn't, like, it wasn't Conor McGregor. It wasn't that skilled fighter that we're used to. He was missing yeah. shots. He was getting countered. He was just going, he was lean. Dude, he was throwing fucking, right before he tried to put, um, right before, like, he clinched yeah. with, uh, with, with Dustin because Dustin caught him with two counters. Yeah. Because what happened is Connor threw a one and a two, but after he threw the jab, he was already leaning over his front knee, came all the way through with that fucking two, and was even further. All of his weight was shifted over his front foot. Bang. And he got caught twice. Yeah. He got countered twice on one fucking punch. Mm-hmm. And then and then grabbed him. That's a sign of a dude who just doesn't have it anymore. He's yeah. not. He's not there. He doesn't have it. This dude needs to fight. He's got all the money in the world. He's worth 130. They, they Forbes estimates his wealth at between 130 and 150 million. Go fucking live your life. Run your businesses. Be a fighting promoter if you still want to be involved with the fight game. Yeah. You don't have it as a fighter anymore. Yeah. 
that that's it. Like, not only are you going to get yourself fucking hurt, but you're you're wasting people's fucking time and money. Yeah. I don't want to see this shit anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to fucking see it anymore. Because I like, I like to do it. I like his attitude. You know, obviously he's Irish. You know, I'd love to root for him. But the reality is, and because I have functioning fucking eyeballs, I can see the dude doesn't have it anymore. He just doesn't have it. I don't know what the foot like. And his coach, Kavanaugh, said, about like, oh, yeah, we turned him back into a primate in this training camp. Oh, uh, okay. That's obviously not how he fucking became uh, the champ champ yeah. because he was a very technical fighter. That's how he became the double champ because he was so accurate. Like every, everyone knew when you get in there with, with Connor, he's calm and he's got his timing and his precision down. And he's like, oh, we turned him into a primate. That didn't work because he went in fucking head first and got countered. And was forced into grabbing Dustin. And that's not what Connor does. He doesn't grab people. Yeah. He doesn't have it anymore. He needs to fucking retire. I don't want to see this shit anymore. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think he will after this. That's why I said I think this is the worst kind of case scenario. Um, one, because this didn't end the fight realistically in his eyes and a lot of people's eyes. Two, it's going to be a while until I think he gets another fight with Dustin. Unless Dana, from what Dana said last night, it's whenever Connor's ready, we'll figure out the rematch. Um, which I don't think, you know, I, I think Dustin has a very good chance that he's going to win the belt. Like, I, I do think he's has a good chance against Oliveira. Let's say Dustin does win the belt against Oliveira and he becomes a lightweight champion. Does that mean Connor in a year steps up and just fights Dustin for the belt? Or is it like, you know, Connor's got to come back, win a fight, win another fight, and then go for the belt and build back up. But at that time, like I said, if he's 32 right now, about to be 33, in two years from now, he's going to be 35 with, you know, his, you know, I'm not saying he's diminishing skills, but a diminishing want or desire to train that way. You know, who, who knows what's going to happen in two years. And, and if Dustin's even, you know, it's just like, there's so much that got fucked up because of the ankle yeah. breaking you, that like, it's you, not back and he does i think what you're saying is correct and that like if he wants to save his legacy at this point he needs to just stop his ego won't you're right though his ego won't let him his ego is gonna say i can i can keep doing this i'm the man i'm the i'm the champ champ i was the first to do this i'm gonna and he's not that guy anymore but his ego won't let him see that he's not that guy anymore yeah and you could see it while he was sitting there with his fucking leg broke. Like he already made the decision. I'm going to come back and fuck this dude up. Yeah. And he's probably not. He's probably going to come back and get fucked up again because it's not there. It's not there. The, the biggest difference is that in between fights and in between the, the training sessions, he has a lot of different responsibilities than he had yeah. when he was coming up. He had nothing to do before but to think about fighting and dream about fighting wake up and train for fighting now he's got a bunch of other shit that he does in between training and that's taken away all that fire that he had so but you could see you could see when he was sitting there against that cave and he was talking to joe rogan you could tell he already made the decision when my leg is healed i'm coming back and i I personally i think it's a fucking terrible decision yeah and like i said i don't think it's going to be right away for dustin um so who knows um, but yeah, so that's what's next. I, that's what I think is next. It was a great weekend, a, a good, uh, I should say a good weekend. I wish the fight panned out a little bit better to like a full fight to finish to actually see, but there's, there's just more to be had, I guess. Um, 
This weekend coming up, we got UFC Fight Night. We got uh, Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moises. And then Maisha Tate is making her comeback. Uh, and and uh, it's going to be a good fight. She's fighting uh, Marion Renault. So to quickly go over this, uh, I, I, you know, Maisha Tate hasn't fought in, in three years or actually like five or six years, I think. Uh, it's been a while since she's fought. Um, Marion Renault, I, I don't know much about her. I've never actually watched her fight and she lost her last fight. So I'm, I'm going to assume that this is more of a warm-up fight for Maisha Tate. I'm thinking this is something that she knows she can come in and win to get her feet wet again. So I'm thinking Maisha Tate's going to win. Uh, I'm going to go with unanimous decision. And um, yeah, and then fight of the, or the main event, we got uh, Islam Makachev, who in my eyes is the best 155 pound fighter on the planet. Once he gets up to that level where he's fighting these guys, he will be the champion. I'll say, I'll say within the next year and a half, he's going to be the lightweight champion. He's, he's, He's Khabib, he's Khabib, but he's better than Khabib on the feet. Uh, he's a better striker. He's just as good at grappling. He's got Khabib coaching him now. Um, I really think that this dude is like, he, he's the next big thing. Um, he's got everything you want in a fighter. He's beaten Drew Dober. I think he's on a four, five, six, seven. He hasn't lost since 2015. Um so, you know, he's, he's 19 and one. And I, I really, I, like I said, I, I think this dude is, he's the next big thing. Um, I'm going to go with a second round submission. I'm assuming this is five rounds. I'm gonna go with a second round submission. I think he's just going to fuck this dude up and uh, there's not going to really be anything left to be said after this. I, you know, I hope he starts getting ranked opponents because he's too good to not be ranked and too good to not be fighting ranked opponents. I honestly think what's happening here is he's not getting ranked opponents because the ranked opponents don't want to fight him just because they know how good he is. But I think after this, you know, it's going to be one of those things where he can't really be denied. Um, other news. So coming back to Derek Lewis, um, this past weekend we had Cyril or not this past weekend, the weekend before that we had Cyril Gaon and uh, Alexander Volkov and Whatever's going on with Francis Ngannou, I guess that Derek Lewis and Ngannou were set to fight uh, because of the whole John Jones thing. John Jones is getting paid. So Derek Lewis said, I'll fight for the bell. It was set for August and Ngannou said no. Um, it was set for September and Ngannou said no. And it was a later date in September and Ngannou said no. So Dana White set up an interim heavyweight fight between Cyril Ghan and Derek Lewis. So Derek Lewis and Cyril Gunn are fighting in, I believe, <coughs> uh, August 7th is the date. So they're going to be fighting for the heavyweight interim belt. And then the winner of that is obviously going to face Ngannou next for the belt. Now, um, this is my dream. I've been waiting for Derek Lewis. I've been hoping he was going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. I really think he's going to. Um, so I'm excited about that coming up and, and, um, that being like an actual thing, uh, cause I didn't actually think it would happen, but Derek Lewis did win his last fight and then stepped up and, and went from there. So, um, other than that, I don't think there's been anything huge. Um, you know, obviously this past weekend was a lot and a lot of stuff's going to come from that, but, um, but yeah, so, um, 
let's get into boxing. Any other UFC stuff? Anything, any finishing thoughts for you? Nah. Yeah. So it's a good weekend, but we'll get into some boxing because there's a lot of boxing that we've missed over the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so the big ones uh, were Tank moving up to 140 and absolutely putting it on Mario Barrios, uh, who before this fight had either knocked out or knocked down every guy he's faced. Guy Barrios has some real fucking power. Um, I thought that Tank was going to win just based off Barrios being a very vanilla fighter. He's a, you know, throw straight punches, go in, and maybe he'll throw an uppercut. Maybe he'll throw a couple power shots back out and come back in. Uh, he's that guy that, that basically he, he starts almost every combination with a straight punch. Uh, he's very predictable. Uh, he's a high guard kind of guy, and uh, Tank is a lot more flair, a lot more variety in the shots, much more athletic, um, can throw power from pretty much anywhere, you know, throw from his hip, throw from his hands high, um, and and he showed that, uh, getting the knockout. Um, he knocked him down with a fucking a lead hook, and then he knocked him down with a body shot. He just he, – he looked good. He looked real good. Um, now they're talking about, uh, it's weird. Mayweather came out and said that, um, tank wasn't going to fight anyone except for guys that's on the PBC roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leaves pretty much no one because that roster is whack, <laughs> uh, especially at 140. Like they got nobody. Yeah. So do Raleigh Ramiro, who was another Mayweather guy. Uh, said that he'd like to fight Tank. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I really don't give a fuck if it happens. Uh, Raleigh Romero is trash. I mean, he's got a little bit of power, but he's abish. Like, he can't he can't really box. Uh, I have no interest in seeing it because I think Tank will fucking murder. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Tank now if Mayweather's not going to – if he's not going to let him fight guys from top rank in the zone – I don't know who he's going to fight. Yeah. So uh, I have no idea what Tank is going to do next. Yeah, I think Tank uh, is he's, he's, he's uh, very, very, very good. And it's showing. And, you know, Barrios, like you said, is not like a light opponent. And um, yeah, a lot of yeah. videos that surfaced from like the fight and Mayweather told him he was losing and whatnot and, and all that stuff. But um, Davis is just good at what he does. And like you said, I, I saw the comments after about Floyd saying that, but um, I, I just, I think it's more of like a, I think Davis is good, but I think that he knows these other, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe Davis is going to, cause he's fights at 135, right? He was fighting. He's at, the, he's at one, this fight was at 140. And I guess at 140, yeah. at 140. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and so if he wants to be the champ, He's got to fight Josh Taylor, who's got all the belts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Josh Taylor's with top rank, and according to Mayweather, that's not going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to work. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I, I feel like it's probably a money thing, but continue. Yeah. But yeah, I just so I just I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, but if the plan is for him to be champ at 140, he's got to fight out outside of the PBC roster. 
Yeah. And I, you know, again, looking at that PVC roster, that shit is whack. At, at 140. At 140, yeah. it's yeah. there's no one there. Um, then the other big, the, the, the biggest fight, biggest fight was Lomachenko coming back and fighting Nakatani. Um, Nakatani being a really, really, really tough opponent, especially for Loma. Loma coming off a, of a loss, mm-hmm. losing his belts, coming off an injury, coming off of a, well, it was like a nine-month layoff, something like that, um, against a guy who had never been knocked down before, uh, a guy who was six inches taller than him and had like seven inches reach on him. Yep. And Loma comes in there and just, like in boxing, you know, the term master class is, is overused, but this was an actual master. Like he boxed the fucking shit out of this dude. Yep. Um, he was moving around. This dude, Nakatani, was turning. Like if you watch some of the replays, he was his feet were still in the stance and his torso was turned and his head was turned over his shoulder. Like he, he had this dude completely off balance pretty much throughout the whole fight and, and got a knockout. Uh, it, it, it was fucking amazing um, Loma said that the reason that he chose Nakatani was because it was a common opponent with Tio mm-hmm. and Tio had a really tough time he, he squeaked out a decision against Nakatani and Loma got this dude out of here the yeah. first dude to do it um, so and, and, and then after the fight Tio Sr. was talking to Bob Arum and said that you know after the um, the Kambosis fight, as long as they win that, he'll give Loma the rematch. Um, I, I I think I think Loma I think Loma gets his belt back um, based on that performance. Yeah. Um, that that shit was just good. so. If you take rounds eight through eleven in the the To fight and all the damage that Loma did after he actually started throwing punches, and what he just did to fucking Nakatani. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see how he's losing to, to I, and, and again, I, I doubt no matter what, even if he does go in there with another injury, Loma learned his lesson. I don't think he's going in there and fucking trying to walk around for six rounds. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think last fight when he fought Tiafimo, it just wasn't like a normal Lomachenko performance. So. Well, I was watching the uh, the top rank uh, there. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but they do like their 24-7, like all access yeah. after the fight. And I guess Loma did hurt the shoulder that he got surgery on right after the fight. I guess he hurt it like in the second round or something. Oh, okay. And he, he, went, he said he went out and he just threw a jab. And like when he threw the jab, he sort of pawed at um, uh, Teal's hand. And it, when he brought it down, he said he, when he pulled his hand back, that he, he just felt like his shoulder was fucked up. And so he, he didn't really throw it a lot at the end. He said like around seven or eight, he started to realize like, I, I got to start throwing something and just said, fuck yeah. it. And he started throwing shots. Um, so they, from Loma and his manager, that that's the reason why he was not doing anything. I guess the plan, the plan was to go in there and be careful the first three, four rounds. Yeah. But the reason it looked the way that it did, they said, is because he, he fucked up his shoulder in the second round. Uh, either way, even if he goes in there with an inner shoulder again, I don't think we're seeing that same thing. And uh, 
I, I just don't I just don't see how Tio could win that fight if Loma performs the way he did against Nakatani. Yeah. And the way he performed in rounds eight to eleven in the fight against him. Even mm-hmm. even though even well, eight through twelve, the second half of the fight. Because even though I gave Tio the twelfth round in that fight, I still, you know, Loma was still coming out strong. So um that was huge. That 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 was huge. It was a real exciting fight. Um and it's like it reminded me of like when Mayweather came back out of that short retirement and just fucking schooled uh Juan Manuel Marquez. Mm-hmm. Just fucking schooled and gave him a fucking boxing. Like, like it reminded me there was a greatness like that. You know what I mean? Or like when fucking Roy Jones put it on James Tony when they fought back in the day. Like just one of those, one of those things where like one of these really world-class boxers just does everything that they do the best yeah. all in one fight. Like it was, it, it, it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I think um, I agree. I think Lomachenko's, I honestly think Lomachenko's gonna come back and I think he's gonna, uh, I think he's gonna, I wouldn't say wipe the floor, but he's going to, um, he's gonna do his thing against Tiafima. Yeah. And, and it's clear that he's, uh, he's pretty mad. Yeah. Because yeah. he picking Nakatani for the sole purpose of knocking him out because Theo couldn't. Yeah. Like that, you know what I mean? It's clear he wants his shit back. He's yeah. like, oh, I want my belts back. Um, so yeah, so then those are you know the the, uh, the two big fights um, that we missed. Um, some news though, uh, starting with To, their fight got pushed back again. To and and George Camposis, um to September now, and apparently it may move to Australia. Um, Triller may move the fight to Australia, which would obviously be helpful to Cambosis. fighting for Triller? Huh? Is he fighting for Yeah, yeah, this, that Cambosis fight is still under the Triller banner. Yeah. Even though, even though Tio just re-signed with top rank, so I don't, I don't know exactly how that's working, but, um, and then, uh, the Fury fight got postponed because Tyson Fury's entire camp has fucking COVID. Um, They should just let that fucking fight happen. This is so stupid. (laughs) I, I, it's it's dumb that it's that, that we even have to talk about this. Um, that this fucking that we're still talking about Deontay Wilder, at, like at this level. Exactly. He's just not that guy. Um, and then uh, um, Ryan Garcia. Uh, He's fighting somebody too. I forgot who though. Let me see. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. So he's been going back and forth. He, the, you know, he said he was going to fight. Uh, he was supposed to fight Javier Fortuna, wasn't he? Yeah, but he just fought Jojo Diaz. Yeah. And Jojo Diaz called out Devin Haney after the fight, or called out Ryan Garcia, and then Devin Haney said, "I don't know why you're calling him out uh, when you're my mandatory." And they were talking shit to each other, calling each other pussies and shit on Twitter. Um, no, but yeah, so Ryan Garcia went from Fortuna and then he was supposed to fight somebody else, but then he called someone else out after it. I so I don't I think Ryan Garcia that does have like he's got some issues. He don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Uh, but he's supposed to fight again soon. Yeah, I was looking to see who he's supposed to fight, but I can't I, doesn't yeah. so yeah, I don't think any anything is set yet. I think it's just Ryan Garcia talking. Um but he's supposed to fight soon. Um, I, I saw that Javier Fortuna is from Albany. That's it. What? He's from Albany. I thought he was Puerto Rican. 
<laughs> I said he, at, on the, at that night, it said he's fighting out of Albany, New York. Oh, yeah. I don't know where the hell he trains in Albany. I'll have to look it up, but I thought you might know. No, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, oh, yeah, what, what uh, something else, something else, something else. Um, other than that, there was, uh, oh, what was the other news? There was, um, oh, well, my, our guy fought from, uh, from the gym, um, Sully. Barrera, he fought Zerdo, or what's his name? I forgot the other guy. Yeah, Zerdo Ramirez. Zerdo Ramirez. Our guy Sully, he gave an effort. Sully's, you know, he's a real good dude. He's just old. He's older, I should say. He's 39, I think. Um, yeah. And just, he's got some eye issues and whatnot. So he got caught with a clean, just gut punch and uh, couldn't really recover. And obviously, when you get hit in the stomach, the elbows start to drop and then the, the head stays free. So I think that was just damage that they weren't willing to take. So um, the fight got called by the corner and then um, they, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think in the second round, right? I think it was the second no, round. I think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the second round. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so just, uh, I, I don't like what they're talking about with the Zerto guy. Like they were just trying to, Oh, that's what I was getting to, but I'll get to that in a second. But um they're just trying to get this dude to 51 and 0, I think, just to, to push the uh, he's better than Floyd thing or a better record than Floyd because that's all I saw them talking about. That's all I saw Oscar talking about. Dude, Zerto hasn't fucking fought anybody, man. Yeah. The, the only person that, that – the only name that I know of that uh, is of any value on his record is uh, Maxim Blasov. Mm. And I watched that fight, and to be honest with you, I, I think – Blasa may have won the fight, but it was in America, and you know American judges have some fucking bias against Russians, yeah. um, and so they gave it to Zerto. But Zerto was not that good, <clears throat> and now he's calling out. He says that his quote was, I, "I'm going to take all their souls." Talking about the guys that the 175 pound champions, which are Dmitry Bivol, <laughs> Archer Betterbeev, <laughs> and Joe Smith Jr. Joe Smith Jr being the worst out of those three is still better than fucking he's got the power to put out Zerto. like Zerto is not good yeah and and even as bad as better be of it better be of looked old in his last fight in in march right look he looked old right he, he, he touches fucking Zerto. Zerto's going to sleep mm-hmm. and dimitri bribble is a fucking way better boxer and a dude that has power at, at that weight yeah it, this guy's out of his fucking mind he hasn't fought anybody yeah, going out there calling out all the child take all their souls. Dude, you're trash. He's I like, think... I'll whoop this dude's ass, man. He didn't. He didn't look. Not, he didn't look good either. Like he was very. He's pretty sloppy, honestly. Um, like I said, I think Sully's a, a seasoned fighter. Let's just put it that way. And I think that he was a little bit slow and behind. But I think had Sully been a little bit faster and whatnot, I really think Zerto would have been caught um, a couple times in that fight because there was a lot of stuff he was he was pretty sloppy on. Um, Outside of that, and the other two fights we didn't really touch on, um, Michaela Mayer and then Inouye. Um, Inouye fought again and absolutely demolished the dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, he, he pummeled it. I mean, there's no one in that division that's good. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's a game. I mean, until he decides to move up to 122, 
I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, he's going to fucking, he's going to keep putting those dudes down. Yeah. So. Um, another great performance. Michaela Mayer fought, I think she won a unanimous decision, right? Yeah, yeah. She The beginning of the fight was a little bit tough. She got touched up a little bit, but, but it came out and, you know, boxed nice the, the, the rest of the fight and, and won. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess she's talking about trying to work her way up to fight Katie Taylor, which I don't think she's ready for, but yeah. We'll see. Other news that I saw, which I think you'll find this funny. Um, Oscar was saying he wants a tune-up fight, Oscar De La Hoya. So he's yeah. fighting Vitor Belfort. He said he wants a tune-up fight and maybe another one, and then he wants to fight Floyd or Canelo for real. Um, no, so he doesn't. I think he's out of his fucking mind. And I think he's uh, probably snorted some more coke before he said that. Yeah, he does a lot of drugs, I guess. Um, Just got to stick with what he's doing right now. Keep promoting these fights, Oscar, because he's probably going to lose to fucking Vitor Belfort. (laughs) I mean, mean, look, like, you know, Floyd at this point would still fucking whoop Oscar. Yeah. And Canelo would fucking murder him. I think Canelo hates him already. And if Canelo actually fought him, he would just slip his first punch and hit him as hard as he could in the stomach, and that would be the fight. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, that's just a joke. Yeah. I don't, you know, want to see that shit. Um, other than that, I think that's just about it. Obviously, Fury, like you said, Fury and Wilder got pushed back. I don't know if there's any news on um, Joshua and Usyk. Um, Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley is supposed to be August 29th now, I think. Um, but we'll see what happens there. I think that. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot on it. Um, Con- Jake's been talking a lot about Connor. And uh, did you see that chain he made? No. He made a hundred thousand dollar Connor uh, getting knocked out chain. Like literally, it was like the same. It was the same pose as when he got knocked out against Dustin the first time. He made a hundred thousand dollar chain with like a whiskey in his hand, and he was like on the ground like this. And then he uh, he sent it to Dustin. After the fight, apparently, I'll have to send you a picture after. Um, what a fucking tool! Um, yeah. I I just read some uh, some interesting news. Um, so Joe Smith Jr. just bought or just uh, signed a two fight deal. He's gonna fight mandatory challenger Umar Salamov in the fall, and then he's supposed to fight have a title fight with Danny Jacobs in early twenty two. Mm-hmm. So Danny Jacobs will be moving up from super middleweight to light heavyweight to fight him. That'd be a really interesting fight. So um, that's something to look out for. All right. Cool. At the at the end of the year. It's not anytime soon, but that's that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Like I said, we went over all the UFC stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and now, now with these fights getting pushed back uh, for the next two months, like there's not a whole lot going on. Yeah. Um, I will say this next weekend. I'm pretty excited. Um, we got another fight night. Uh, we got Corey Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. We have, I think three people from my gym fighting, um, from Daru strong. We got Randy Costa. We got Brendan Allen. And I got to see what the third one is. If there is, it might just be those two, but pretty excited about that. And Dillashaw versus Sanhagen is going to be a really good fight. Um, so a lot of stuff to look forward to in terms of the UFC, um, always checking out on boxing. If there's other stuff that comes up, we'll obviously let you guys know. 
we're going to, we're going to get back to this regularly schedule starting to get in order. We're going to figure this out because I miss talking about this stuff with Jake, but if you guys have any fights, any fighters, anything you want us to look at, let us know. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.